0: When you find microwave recipes, there will be in the recipe power settings for the microwave. Also, guidelines depending on what wattage your microwave is. So it's important to know wattage. That information is not buried in the manual that you recycled somewhere. It is usually on a sticker inside the door of your microwave.
1: Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You? A podcast about feeding kids. Hey, this is Stacy and Megan. In case you missed it this summer,
0: we're keeping short and sweet with our weekly episodes so that, like you guys, we can enjoy our summer while keeping our family well-fed.
1: From right now through the first week in August, episodes are laser-focused on solutions for quick summary meals that are delicious and get you through while managing kids at home more, being on the go more, or that camp life.
0: Ooh, that camp life. We're going to talk about that too. Today, we're talking about microwave cooking, but before we get into that, a quick shout out to our community. The message boards at you.com backslash community are where you can find even more information after each episode airs, as well as genius insights from the thousands of other busy home cooks who love the community as
1: much as we do. And if you're able to join as a supporting member, please check out that didn't I just feed you.com backslash community? How could you forget it? It's such an easy URL to remember. <laughs> and you can see all the various options that come with perks ranging from two bonus episodes every month to the ability to text us directly. Oh, la la. And access to our recipe archive.
0: I am so excited to talk about microwaving. I know you are. Low key, I'm a huge fan of microwave cooking, which I didn't always used to be. I think I grew up microwaving a lot of like Hot Pockets and ramen. And so there was a time in my mid 20s where we did not have a microwave. And I felt really, very cool about that. Like I felt (laughs) like that was something important. Yeah. And now that we have kids, and we have built in microwaves in our last two houses, I'm like, yes, I love this tool. And I'm really excited to talk about cooking in it, especially for summer when you don't want to heat up your house with even boiling water. I mean, it's so hot in the South already. But what about you? We've never really talked about what's your relationship to microwave cooking.
1: I've always really liked microwave cooking. And I remember writing back in the day when I was freelancing for other publications, I've written for several publications about how the microwave is actually not this horrible thing that's ruining your food. It depends how you cook it. It doesn't kill nutrients. Yes, if you cook it to death in the microwave, but guess what? If you boil something to death too, you take away the yes. nutrients, the nutrients seep into the water. So it's really no different. And it is so convenient. And I think I mentioned this recently. Maybe I did it. Maybe I just thought it. i want to mention <laughs> it now that I had this one spot in my kitchen where the microwave has lived forever. And I've always used my microwave a ton, but everybody was so crazy about the air fryer that I was like, the only way I'm going to get an air fryer is if it fits in this space. And I'm going to move my microwave downstairs to where it's less convenient, but still accessible. And I put my air fryer in that place and I'm not happy with the decision. Oh no. I can just switch it. It's really not a (laughs) big I know, I know. I just need to switch it. But I realize that um, the microwave is really a go-to for me. Like I've tried, you know, I'll keep, the slow cooker slash instant pot on the counter for a while. And I'll have seasons where I use it a ton. Then I'm like, let me get this off the counter. I want it away. The air fryer, I put in this, like I gave this prime position in my kitchen and I definitely use it and it helps me use it more, but I miss my microwave. And now so do my kids. With older kids, the microwave is great, because while Oliver feels comfortable and is willing to put in the effort sometimes to cook something on the stove, to take out a nonstick pan and scramble eggs or whatever, Isaac is like a straight up, if it ain't working in the microwave and I can't eat it without <laughs> cooking, like it's not going to happen. Yeah. kind of Microwave kid. or bust. Microwave, raw or bust. <laughs> yes. So I do use my microwave often. I love it. I have a bit to say. But I think of this episode as being more of a you episode because I will admit that I do use my microwave frequently, but in very specific ways. And I don't tend to cook like entire meals. Yeah. It's funny
0: it. that you feel like I'm the expert on it when you, we both have like yeah. I wrote a story for parents and developed recipes for them, for the microwave And I feel like you've done exactly the same story, even, you know, five years ago, three years ago. So I think we're, I have equal expertise and it'll
1: be really interesting. Yeah. If we're using it the same way.
0: Yes. So could you top line say what are the things you use your microwave for? Mostly
1: vegetable sides. Yeah. When I plan and I'm inspired, which is not all the time, but generally speaking, I will plan. My main meal, like I want to make curry tonight. I want to make shuka. I'm going to make chicken burgers, whatever it is. And then it's like broccoli, spinach, salad. You know, I just kind of note what it is. I don't think about the preparation. And sometimes when I, it really comes down to how inspired I am, how tired I am, and like what is available, and also how much I want to clean up. That's another big one in the moment. So I have the broccoli, and then I'm like, okay, I could braise it, roast it, air fry it, steam it. And at least half of the time during busy seasons, during the week, I just want to microwave steam it. Yeah. Because it's the fastest, it's the easiest, it's brainless and it's easy cleanup.
0: 100%.
1: So a lot of steaming broccoli. Cauliflower, yes. Although my kids really much prefer roasted cauliflower right
0: anytime you get a little caramelization on cauliflower it tastes a little
1: better yeah Yeah. green beans i will steam in the microwave and that's great i do sometimes like to steam them in the pot in the pan like a high-sided pan because then i'll finish with butter and i'll brown them and i like them to sizzle a little bit but if i'm just going to straight steam them or if i'm really short on time or inspiration microwave steaming them is great same with peas same with just plain steamed carrots that I can like douse in butter and like honey or something like that. And then I also like sometimes it's a side, but also this can be a main or a big hefty snack, sweet potatoes and potatoes. I do in my microwave a lot. Yeah. And we're not being paid for this ever since I've gotten my any day cookware, which you introduced me to Megan. I'm starting to do more sides in the microwave too because a big part of microwave cooking being effective is actually cooking things properly because when you cook pasta in a microwave or rice in a microwave and it comes out soggy, you've saved yourself time and effort, but it's kind of a bummer. And you're like, oh, just a little bit more time and effort and I'm going to get like perfectly cooked pasta. Why am I doing this? Any day kind of makes it easier. So when I wrote this story
0: for parents, and this was probably three years ago now, I talked to um, Sharon Frank, who is a kitchen equipment expert she nice. works for Good Housing, a- yeah. Institute for a long time. And she was like, hard about this. She was like, do not microwave in plastic. Yes. Purely from like a cooking standpoint, glass or ceramic. And when I was testing recipes for the story, I definitely found that the Pyrex bowls are great if you're going to do the covering thing. One, it helps you see how things are doing in your microwave, um, but also the the opening of it is better for like creating that even cooking environment.
1: Wait, when you say doing that covering thing, what do you mean? Like saran oh, like wrap the and then poking yes. the holes? And poking Actually, holes. can we just take a minute and explain like how to do that properly for people who don't have special microwave cookware?
0: In general you want to cover anything that you're cooking in the microwave. I say that in general, there are a few exceptions. Like even any day has a tomato confit recipe that you microwave with the lid completely off because there you're trying to make something jammy. It's sort of about moisture control. So you'll kind of see unlidded is very rare. You'll see plastic covering either like completely covered. If you're trying to steam something that's long cooking, like a whole sweet potato, you might see it completely covered in a bowl or vessel. You'll also sometimes see venting. So instead of doing the like little slits in the top, like you mentioned before, you may pull back one whole corner, sort of like frozen, some frozen meals are like, pull back one corner and then replace it. So you're venting in a very specific way. And then for just like general quick steaming of green beans, broccoli, et cetera, you want to do an all over vent, which is like what you were mentioning, do a tight seal with the plastic wrap and then take a paring knife or the tip of your chef's knife and make 8 to 10 little slits in the top of it so it can steam.
1: Can I pause and say you blew my mind with the potato in a container that's covered? Yeah. I microwave my potatoes in probably a completely wrong way, I guess. I poke holes in them with a fork and then I wrap them in wet paper towels.
0: Oh, I don't do that. I know. I'm going to do it your way too. Wet paper towel is also like a method that I use for asparagus and corn. Oh, it is a method that I use for specific things, but I have not yet used it for potatoes. Yeah. And I, I think part of it is my understanding. I'm not a microwave expert. I've not certified in any way, but it's sort of like my understanding of how microwaves work, which is that it's not like an air fryer. It's not like a toaster oven. It's not even like your oven, which like they emit heat, the air fryer, like emit, he- emits heat, and then it pushes it all around to cook. Things quickly. Um, the microwave actually works by using magnetron to move energy through the food, which like agitates the molecules to generate heat within the food, rather than just like blasting the heat around it. So I think I like vessels for big potatoes. I'm like, what are other big kinds <laughs> of food that I microwave cook? Because I'm beats. definitely not putting pizza. Oh, I was going to I microwave yeah. Think And I could be totally wrong about this. I think that I'm being purposeful in directing my magnetrons through my food and maybe creating more gentle... Magnetron molecules.
1: <laughs> These are the best sentences the you have ever uttered. I just need you <laughs> ever. Why? I don't know. Why? It sounds like we're in sci fi. It sounds like we went to, you're like, I'm directing my magnetrons. I don't know. It just, it's very cute and it's making me very happy right now. Yeah. I like that you direct your magnetrons. I <laughs> do that with my
0: so Someone's going to listen and they're going to be like, this woman is insane. <laughs>
1: They're not. Send me right. mail.
0: Hello at didn't I just feed com. Okay,
1: so I have to tell you that I, while you're talking, I'm also, you know me, I love to multitask. Yeah. I'm looking up the best way to microwave a potato, and there are a lot of different methods. So I think, you know, it just depends on what works for you, what you've learned. Some people say poke it and just literally put it in there.
0: Yeah. I'm seeing
1: others saying put it in a container. I'm seeing others wrap it in a paper towel. Very interesting. It probably also depends how you want your skin to come out.
0: And what you're going to use it for. Are you going to make twice baked potatoes? So do you really need it to be tender on the inside? Probably steaming in the paper towel is a really effective way to do it. Although I would argue then you could just cut it in half and it would cook in half the time and steam differently. And then I would probably put it in a vessel. But yes, and like I rarely just like cook a potato in the microwave to eat it just straight up like that. I usually am trying to cut down on the long cooking time in the oven or put it on the grill. So I'm trying to like par cook my potato.
1: In yeah. The so I cook a microwave potato because it's how I prep sweet potatoes. My kids will just eat sweet potato. Like they'll eat yeah. sweet potato in the morning. I used to pack sliced sweet potato for Oliver. So I do like roasting sweet potatoes because you get a better caramelization and it becomes sweeter. But in a pinch, I would just microwave them and yeah. then have it on hand and like slice it up for his lunchbox with some cinnamon and honey on top.
0: I love that. I don't know why I never do that. I'm always like, oh, I have to roast it to concentrate the sweetness. So I'll even like par cook it in the microwave and then
1: yeah, no, put it would, in the oven. I mean, he it. I mean, he's a super sweet potato fan, so maybe it's just easier, but a little honey and cinnamon on top and he's down. Like it's great. Yeah, butter. Anyway- But beets are another one that you can probably do. I've done them. I've done beets both in a container and wrapped in paper towels when you poke them. And again, I'm seeing a lot of just poke the potato or the tuber or the root vegetable and just literally put it on the rotating dish in your microwave and microwave it like that too. Yes.
0: Well, we're talking about all these different methods for just potatoes. I do want to talk about like some top line things like using your microwave's power settings.
1: I think oh that yeah, this is, talk to us.
0: Okay. When you find microwave recipes, whether it's like, we'll link to the recipes I developed for parents or you're using any day's guide, but maybe you're not using their vessels because they have a ton of like very well tested recipes on their site. So they're a great resource or you're just borrowed microwave cooking for one from the library. There will be in the recipe power settings for the microwave. Also guidelines depending on what wattage your microwave is so it's important to know wattage that information is not buried in the manual that you recycled somewhere it is usually on a sticker inside the door of your microwave it'll tell you the water starting wattage of your microwave and all microwaves have ways to set the power setting or change the power level i should say That is not like always really easy to distinguish. Like my current microwave has power levels that range one through 10. My old microwave had power wattage that ranged from like 200 to 1200, which was the actual wattage. But knowing your, how your microwave works as far as what wattage it is, And how to adjust power levels will just like open up the world of microwave cooking recipes for you. And then once you've played with recipes, you'll start to have like some intuitive things where you know that you'll want to cook rice because you would cook it on a lower heat setting on your stove. Anyways, you're probably going to want to use like a medium power level for cooking rice for as long as you need to cook it in the microwave.
1: So smart. And I agree with you. And I started this episode by saying it's really about a little bit of accuracy around how you microwave. That's what's going to get you the best result and the result that will keep you using your microwave more. But at the same time, it's like the rice cooker story that longtime listeners will know. That's the kind of- I don't pay attention to. I don't got time. <laughs> Move on. I'm like, what? I- well, Can I'm I just, just going to say- jump in and use it, but you are so a thousand percent right because I have used my microwave enough and long enough that I've learned how important that is. Yeah. But I'm a jumping kind of gal. And sometimes I feel like I don't have time for that. I understand.
0: I think you promise. I swear money back guarantee the <laughs> money that you invested to listen to this episode, which is currently $0 um, <laughs> for reference. It takes three minutes. It takes three minutes to know what water your microwave okay. is and play around with the dials to figure out how to set your power levels.
1: And if a recipe doesn't give you a power level, a microwave specific recipe doesn't give you a power level, does that mean it's a bad recipe?
0: I kind of think so. Great. Okay.
1: I think we should yeah. get that guidance. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The other thing I wanted to say is don't sleep on the pre-programmed buttons. Popcorn in general is a terrible one, but like the defrost
1: or potato settings
0: are kind of great. They've been thoroughly tested by the manufacturer and you can kind of trust them.
1: Yeah. And I like that my current microwave, when you defrost, because sometimes I've used microwaves where it's only like, what's the weight of the thing you're trying to defrost? (laughs) I'm like, what the frick? I don't know. (laughs) Like, why are you asking me these questions? Just intuit it, microwave. There are more options on my current microwave that help me figure it out more easily. Yes. And a lot of microwaves now also have sensors.
0: They do. So it's like easy for them to tell you when cooking's done or how much something weighs, how dense something is. We'll be back to hear more about this week's summer solution. But first, let's take a quick break to hear from this week's sponsors. Stacey, I don't know about you, but I've been in a major spring cleaning mode, including purging and organizing my closet. I'm putting away winter sweaters and donating things that don't work for me anymore. But I'm so excited to be pulling out some
1: of my favorite items from Quince to put back into rotation. Totally, I love the pieces that I bought from Quince last year too. And neither of us should really be surprised. We love Quince for their quality. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us.
0: Which means I can actually add some pieces back to my closet after my spring clear out. I love the linen pants and top I got last season so much, but my next purchase is one of Quince's gorgeous 100% washable silk skirts. Oh,
1: that's so pretty. And the best part? All Quince items, from silk to 14-karat gold, are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. That's why I snagged my favorite oversized cashmere boyfriend cardigan from Quince instead of any other brand. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash
0: D-I-J-F-Y for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You, to get free shipping and 365-day returns. We know you're seeing all the Mother's Day gift guides everywhere, and while we usually do some Didn't I Just Feed You version, this year we have the one perfect Mother's Day gift that works for everyone Longtime listeners know that Stacy and I both struggled with infant feeding stages with all our kids. Breastfeeding was hard, and choosing a formula was, well, also hard. We're thrilled to be working with ByHeart, an infant nutrition company, on a mission to make the best formula in the world. Not only is ByHeart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. Additional terms and conditions apply. I want to make sure that I finish the thought about like choosing glass or ceramic over plastic, because I think we started getting into like the covering thing. And I just wanted to say that if you don't have Pyrex bowls, if you don't have any day or other microwave specific cooking vessels, your glass or ceramic baking dishes are also great for microwave cooking. They're nice even, you can cover them efficiently. Um, So if you don't have, if you're like, oh, I only have plastic of this, you probably have glass baking dishes that work in the microwave. You sort of mentioned this already, but I do think that prep is the primary thing that I use my microwave for. All the vegetables that you mentioned, pasta, rice, grains, but this school year, I got really into using the microwave for like prepping school lunches, like day yes. up. Yes. Because I can quickly cook pasta or I can cook bacon really quickly with less mess than in the oven. The prep part of it is like also in the summer, we like live outside at the grill. And so a lot of times I'm like, par cooking potatoes like we mentioned or steaming corn but then finishing it on the yeah, grill. So, smart. so I just want to like as this is supposed to be a very specific summer solution say the microwave is great for steaming green beans, asparagus, corn, potatoes, anything that would be like long cooking otherwise and you should use it as a prep tool for grilling whether it's thawing
1: or par cooking things. Absolutely. Do you also cook meals? in your microwave. I do. Tell us more. We
0: can't have a microwave episode without talking about how Stephen King this spring tweeted his salmon recipe. No,
1: stop. How did I miss that? What? Really? I have how did no miss idea. Every What? Yes. Totally yes, missed. I am it. concerned
0: right now for you. Like where where were you? Talk
1: to me. Talk to Okay. Me.
0: Stephen King tweeted out his salmon recipe, which is like take a nice piece of salmon Pat it dry, salt and pepper, lemon zest, lemon juice, and then you microwave it. And he gives like the directions for microwaving it. And people were upset. They're like, that's the fastest way to ruin a piece of salmon. And I wholly disagree I with do that.
1: The one thing that I think you can cook in there is salmon. Yes. It's pretty hearty. And if you do it correctly, I feel like it works.
0: It doesn't take very long. You're basically, you're essentially steaming it. And if you want to adjust the power level, you can basically like slow steam it. You know, people are all hot for the slow roasted salmon or smoked salmon. And both of those are like low and slow cooking methods. So like go low and slow in your microwave, Retains so much moisture, doesn't get dried out from the oven, especially if you're like cooking it in a parcel or in a microwave cooking vessel. So microwave steamed salmon, especially on a night where um, it's just like Emmett and I eating salmon because Ella doesn't really like that. And Brian's traveling. That's very specific to my family. But if you're doing one or two servings versus a whole side, the microwave is awesome for cooking salmon.
1: And I just want to ask you, do you cook other fish in your microwave? Because salmon's the only one that feels right to me. And I think it has to do with the fact that it's an oilier fish. And the flavor really holds up and the texture really holds up. I feel like flaky white fish just feels slightly too delicate and needs that like crisp side in the pan. I don't know. It just doesn't work the same for me, but it might just be psychological.
0: I think it's a little bit psychological. You can do white fish a little bit trickier to make sure you don't overcook it and have it be like kind of rubbery on the edges. So you want thicker fillets if you're going to do that. And definitely if I have skin on fillets, I am going to do them in the PM because I do want the crispy skin. But if you're just like doing it because you're making, like a uh, white fish salad, or you're going to serve it with something else that has lots of moisture. I think it's the way to go. Like you would like do you
1: like flounder fillets in the microwave? Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay. Okay. With like
0: some cherry tomatoes and a bunch of herbs and olive oil and like some lemon dust. Yes. Okay. Also shrimp. Al- Steam shrimp in the microwave all day long. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I've never done scallops, but I feel like you could. And I also think any day might have a recipe for steamed mussels in the microwave. Shellfish
1: makes sense. Yeah, like with the shell on, like mussels, yes. clams, because anything that you can steam, you can really do well in the, in the microwave. The scallops, I don't know, like a scallop without a sear on it. I don't know that I'm down with it, but okay. that's a personal preference thing.
0: Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there
1: yeah yeah do it I like it okay. that's what this episode's about what else <laughs> we did sea. we've covered seafood which I think yeah. is great for summer
0: I also want to throw out the idea of eggs in the microwave I think that that freaks people out and I don't actually understand why maybe they're worried it's they're going to be rubbery in some way but like for frita- style sort of casseroles of eggs are really great. When I worked at Kitchen, we had this whole, there was like this whole thing about, our whole method for basically making like egg sandwich eggs really quickly on the fly by like using a small plate, scrambling on the plate, doing a little bit of oil, and then microwaving for like a minute and 30 seconds. And then you sort of have this scrambled egg patty that's perfect to go on an English muffin. Hard boiling, I haven't had a ton of success with even in the any day, but I know people who love hard boil steaming their eggs so i think it's something i would invest more time in but i just want to be like very transparent that like boil eggs on the stove
1: yeah i do too i agree with you wholeheartedly i'm gonna go back to scrambled eggs for one second because i will say even though i know that there's a way to not make them rubbery there is something that i can't quite put my finger on where scrambled eggs done in the microwave are for me best when the eggs are an ingredient in something like, Mm -hmm. or have other things in them. Like if you're making a frittata and you're going to eat the frittata, like on a sandwich, like I wouldn't make a mother's day brunch frittata in the microwave. But if you want to prep a frittata for quick weekday breakfast or school or camp lunches at this point in the season, fantastic in the microwave or something that you're going to sandwich, like eggs that you're going to sandwich. Great.
0: Yeah. I think that's fair. I think a lot of people feel that way. Oh, chakshuka, I wanted to mention. That's on my list too. Because that's like yes. gentle. It's essentially yes. steaming eggs in a tomato and broth bath, for lack of a better term, a braise, if you will. Um, and that's that's really delicious yes, in the microwave.
1: That is on my, I make very few meals in the microwave, like meals with complete yeah. meals. And shakshuka is one of them. And shakshuka is a dish, but you can also approach it as an idea where you basically are talking about a sauce and then cracking the eggs in it and cooking in the microwave. So it could be enchilada sauce that you just cook some eggs in. Maybe you add corn, maybe you don't. And then when you... When it comes out, serve it with tortillas and sliced avocado. That's a very quick, delicious meal. It doesn't have to be shakshuka specifically.
0: Yes. I want to talk about two, like meals that are more layered, which is this idea of like whether you're building a soup or like a pasta dish, uh, a beef and broccoli style. It's not really a stir fry at that point, but it's a dish that you could serve over rice. There are microwave cooking recipes that require you to cook in either batches or steps. So like um, beef and broccoli, for example, you would build a sauce in your microwave cooking vessel, add the beef, cook that for a certain amount of time covered. So you're kind of like steam braising the beef, thinly sliced beef. And then take it out and add your vegetables, maybe some more aromatics like green onions, carrots, lots of broccoli, and toss that all with the now warm sauce and beef and then cook it again in order to steam the veggies. Some of those meals don't necessarily save you time versus cooking them on the stovetop, but I think that they're good to know that you can do if you're like in a weird, you go to like a camp, out in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee, and like all there is is a microwave or, or just
1: a summer rental that doesn't have a good walk or the right size. Yes. Like, yes.
0: And I think that they're great meals also to maybe teach your teens. I'm going to say this not for Isaac, who I know it's like he's not going to cook beef and broccoli for himself at home, even though he's microwave raw or bust. But like when he goes off to college and he might only have a microwave to cook some of his meals and he needs like late night things. It's great to know that those style of dishes exist. So uh, beef and broccoli is one that I wrote for parents. You can build soups that way. You can build chilies that way. There's lots of resources for recipes that are built by layering things in the microwave, as well as like the prep stuff that we talked about.
1: Can we talk about pasta? Because, you know, I'm going to not cook pasta in the microwave as a matter of course for dinner, unless I have to. But I like the idea of microwave pasta for smaller portions at snack time now that I have older kids or for them to make on their own. Yeah. Because even if there's no sauce, like cracking open a jar of sauce or butter and they're good to go and that just feels like a nice filling quick, like in between meal. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You hit the nail on the head when you said smaller portions, because I have not found a great way to like cook a whole pound of pasta at once in the microwave, no matter this, like even with the biggest capacity Pyrex bowl with a lid on, it's still like not very effective. So I think the most you can do is sort of like eight ounces or two cups. And then I just cover with twice as much water. So I'm doing two cups of pot, like small pasta. Then I'm using four cups of water to cover it. I do not season my pasta cooking water That's for microwave thing.
1: cooking. That, you're not supposed thing. to because it changes; the, it affects the water temperature.
0: Yeah, it there's it, it takes it longer to come yes. to a boil, which is effectively what you're trying to do in the microwave, and so it throws off suggested cooking times, and so you might, and, and it so you can typically end up with like very soggy edges of your pasta and uncooked or like not quite cooked enough interiors if you salt your water. So I just always salt my pasta right after I drain it when I cook it in the microwave.
1: And it helps to put a little bit of oil, right? I mean, just like toss with a tiny bit of olive oil. Like if you don't want it slicked, if that's not part of your sauce, even just a little bit of oil, like a teaspoon and salt will help coat it with some flavor because you're cooking it without any.
0: Yes, exactly that. And I, I, I have found myself like through that through May and like now that we're in summer, doing pasta in the microwave once a week. Not just dry pasta either. The like fresh pack ravioli and tortellini. I will also cook in the microwave for
1: quick lunches. Yeah, and it's great. That's again, that's like a barbecue prep thing too. You want to make like a tortellini salad or a little something extra or like a quick snack. Again, the volume is a little bit of a hindrance. Like I guess if you're doing, if you're having a bunch of people over, it may not work, but smaller portions for just you, for the kids. It's great. Yeah. Okay. I know we promised we were going to keep this short and sweet, but could we talk about dessert real quick?
0: Yeah. Because I think people are like, there's no way you can. I bet people have turned the
1: corner based on the popularity of the mug cake. Oh, that's very true. But talk to us because you're the yeah, resident baker. But then
0: they, they think, like, oh, it's just a one and yes. done yes. kind of thing. Totally. Okay. I want to shout out a parent's recipe, which is this like hot cocoa fondue. Essentially, you're like melting chocolate in the microwave, which you know how much we love that as like a way to engage around food with kids and like have a little fun. Like, melt some chocolate chips in the microwave, get a bunch of stuff out to dip in it. That totally counts as dessert and can be a fun, entertaining yes. dessert. But if you add a little bit of like hot cocoa powder, a little bit of vanilla, some heavy cream, you can make a fondue style dip that is awesome for summer berries. It's kind of great for doing with marshmallows and graham crackers, too. pretzels. It's, it's just like really, really fun. And that to me is being creative about dessert without having to be a baker and having to like dig for your manual and be like, how do I cook like this at a lower
1: um, power level. Love it for summer because fruit is in peak season. So just yeah. being able to dip fruit in chocolate is like so great and it's it's really different than in the other seasons to be honest. Yeah. Um
0: caramel sauce you can also make in the microwave same thing like car- actually caramelizing sugar and adding heavy cream to it. It's an yes. adventure but you can do it. It's an
1: adventure. <laughs> okay.
0: And then then, that, then I'm like, "Oh, You make caramel sauce. You could also take those wonderful strawberries, make strawberry sauce. Yeah. You got the chocolate sauce, the caramel sauce, the strawberry sauce. You probably know where I'm going with this. Yes,
1: Sunday bar. Sunday
0: bar, which is such fun dessert. And of course, there are lots of like cake and brownie recipes that you can make in the microwave. I don't have any like tips or tricks for you there. Most of them do require you to look at power cooking level and be sort of exacting in the ingredients and cooking time because every microwave is a little bit different but they do exist and that is a fun thing to do it's like microwave mug cake comes together quickly generally speaking you can mix in your cooking vessel so go straight from like mixing to microwaving to eating which is really fun
1: and i'm going to build on that and on breakfast because breakfast cakes in quotes, mm. anything that you can do, like a quick little cake. You can, if you want, reduce the sugar, you don't have to, and it can double as a breakfast. And that also goes for like using bisquick as a mix or baked oats. So just taking a little bit of flour, mixing in a whole bunch of oats and bananas and flaxseed. And it's the same premise as like a brownie or a simple microwave cake yeah. in an eight by eight glass dish.
0: Oh my God. Now I'm like, you can also cook groats. You can also yes. do quinoa and like turn that into breakfast porridge. Like it's a whole, you can do Oatmeal. grits in the microwave. Yes, totally. Yes, there's so much. Okay. But we promised we were going to be short and sweet,
1: but we've <laughs> shown, we've shown the power of the microwave that there is so much you can do. It can save you time. It can be done well. So we hope you give your microwave a try this summer. And also we hope that you'll visit our community because we're going to start a thread there. We're gonna hive mind it. What do you guys cook in the microwave? Let us know. If you haven't already joined our community, you can join for free at didn't I just feed you.com backslash community. Or if you want those bonus episodes and other goodies, you can join our supporting community.
0: You can also keep in touch with us on Instagram where we are at didn't I just feed you or by signing up for our newsletter. Don't forget to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you get your podcast, which is probably right where you are right now. So do it. And if you're already a <laughs> subscriber, leave a rating or review or share this episode with a friend who might enjoy it, who might need it. Maybe convince someone to stop being snooty about their microwave. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gapsick. I'm
1: Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well fed until next week.
0: Be sure to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate and review.